good to us. Amen? Good to us. <clears throat> well, <clears throat> we're in our series entitled Health and Healing. We've been on it for a while. We've been talking about it from a lot of different directions, a lot of different examples about healing and health. And um, tonight I want to I wanna point out a couple of things, and in a minute I'm just going to show you a little video clip of something that is going to drive my point home tonight. And um, in all of these documented healings in the Gospels, and there's 19 of them, <clears throat> there's different accounts, but there's 19. And in, in all of these, in these healings, these documented healings, there is faith involved in somebody other than Jesus that, it, that, is caused, that caused and made 16 of the 19 cases caused the people to be well. In some form or another, it was a result of their faith. We know the woman with the issue of blood. Your faith has made you whole. We know the centurion and his servant being healed. The greatest faith he's seen in all of Israel was in the Roman centurion that he was healed. Jairus' daughter, because of his faith, because of the faith, because he believed. In, in 16 of the cases, there was faith involved. In three of those, healing came about as a result of the manifestation of the Spirit of God or just special miracles. And tonight, we're going to look at real strongly tonight, we're going to look at the difference in healing that comes by faith in God versus healing that comes by special miracles or manifestation of the, of the Holy Ghost. We're going to look at the scriptures, but I want to say it like this. We take 19 accounts of documented healings in the scripture. 16 of those were because of faith. Three of those were manifestations of the Spirit. God does special miracles for a few to show that faith in Him will produce for everybody. And we're going to look at that tonight and how vitally important that faith in God is. Watch little video clip for a second. That is a great visual. You need that embedded in your soul.
Faith is not based on doing something because you can see it and you got all the evidence that everything's going to work out right. <laughs> it's, it is literally, faith is literally that step. And, and I, I even like the way that he, and then he's like, you know, I mean, there's, you know, whatever. But that's what faith is. He's getting his balance. If you never take the first step in believing something in your life, if you don't take that step, there's never, there's never another one. And then you'll never believe that faith works. I'm going to say it to you again. All of these 19 documented healings, 16 of them, there was faith involved. Three of them was a result of special manifestation or miracles of God. And I'm going to read the scripture that reminds us of those. But God does special things for a few to let the masses know that the same thing is available by faith in Him for everybody. For everybody. You need to meditate on that. You need to think about it. You know what? And that goes with everything in your life, not just health and healing. That goes with everything. So follow with me. You're going to like this tonight. Let me show you another video. First Corinthians 12 and verse 7. But the manifestation of the Spirit, three of the 19 are that, and, and the one we're going to look at tonight, the one we looked at the last time we were on this subject was one of those also. It was the, the man that was born blind. Another situation like what we're going to read about tonight. But the manifestation of the Spirit, 1 Corinthians 12, 7, is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom, and I'm just going to kind of rush through them, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, uh, another faith by the same Spirit, another the gifts of healings by the same Spirit, another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works all of these things, all these manifestations, distributing to each one individually, how? As he wills. God does a few for the masses. God does a few things, a few miracles, to get people's attention. That the same thing is available by faith. What does the scripture say? Without faith, it's impossible to please God. So, tonight we're looking at the man healed at the pool of Bethesda. Bethesda means house of mercy. Bethesda means the house of mercy. And, um, you know, there's some things about this passage that I don't, you know, 
I mean, I, I have opinions about, I don't know everything about what I'm going to read. This is an exhaustive study of, this, of these first few verses of Scripture. But, but I want to point out a few things. <clears throat> and I want you to keep in mind that he does a few things in a special way, as he wills. And you know what? <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't come to us to get our permission for the few things that he does. But many people today on planet Earth, because they don't understand the nature of God and what we're talking about tonight, many people that don't see a manifestation or a healing in their bodies, or maybe someone passes on, people blame God for that, that God doesn't heal. No, God already healed all of mankind that ever will live or ever has lived through the blood of Jesus. One time for all men, all people. And so tonight, I really like this... this um, account because it speaks some things to us if we kind of dig it out. So I'm going to read through it and just take a little time on each of these verses. We're just going to read the first nine verses uh, of um, John 5, starting with verse 1. After this, it was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is in Jerusalem by the Sheep Gate... A pool, which is called in Hebrew Bethesda, which I said is the house of mercy, having five porches and um, kind of the picture that I get, and I've read some things about, from some historians about this, about this pool, it's like just a, a, a small lake where they were, and if you can imagine, they were, they were like... Um, these one translation says coverings, so they were like a kind of like our porticoche out here that's covered, you know, that you go under. And so there were five porches. And if you if you had if the, if this lake was like so big, then here's a porch and another porch, but there there were five situated around this lake, these porches. And and it says. In these lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed. And what were they doing? Everybody look at the next word. They were waiting. They were waiting. For what? They were waiting. For a miracle. He does a few so that the masses can know that it's available for everybody by faith. He does a few as he wills. Only reason I can tell you is because we got 19 and 16 of them were because of faith with somebody other than Jesus and three of them were the result of the compassion of his heart. And you'll see that in this passage here. His compassion 
for this man. This is the only account. This is the only account in the Gospels of this story right here. So he says, he says, waiting for the moving of the water. A lot of times people are waiting for someone to do something for them. A lot of times people are waiting for somebody to lay hands on them and then they'll be well. How many know that laying on hands is of the Bible, right? But in Scripture, in Jesus' ministry, we don't see him touching a whole lot of people. You know what he said? Your faith has made you whole. No hand, just your faith has made you whole. That's what we see. We see more of that than we see this. And yet, these people, these people were waiting for somebody to do something. And we see that real clear in the, in, in the scripture here. Verse 4. For an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water. Then, whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water was made well of whatever disease that he had. Now, we know from Scripture that angels have been sent to minister to us, right? And we know also from the Scriptures that the angels will do what the Word of God says. They'll do what He says, but they'll do what we say if what we say is what He says. Angels will. So, do we see in Scripture where angels were like the delivery guy, person, for certain miracles and manifestations and things that happen? Yeah, we see angels coming and delivering. So angels can do something. It says that, that they came and stirred the waters up and there were healing that manifested as a result of what the angel did. First one that got in. I don't understand all about that. But angels in... Um, uh, put, put this verse up, Mark chapter 1. I think I gave that to you. Mark chapter 1 and verse 13. Let's look at it <clears throat> together. This is right at the beginning of Jesus' earthly ministry, and this is Mark's uh, account. And he was there in the wilderness 40 days, tempted by Satan, and was with wild beasts, and the angels ministered to Jesus. The angels ministered to him. They've been sent to minister on our behalf. But there's a problem with that because some people are waiting around for a visitation from an angel. Let me give you two verses of Scripture to tell you, explain to you exactly what we need to do with angels. And I think this is important in what was going on here with all these sick people that were gathered around under these porches of the pool at Bethesda here. Colossians 2 and verse 18. 
Let no one cheat you of your reward, taking delight in false humility and worship of angels, intruding into those things which he has not seen, vainly puffed up by his fleshly mind and not holding fast to the head, from whom all the body, nourished and knit together by joints and ligaments, grows and increases, grows with the increase that is from God. The increase that is from God. The focus has to be not on angels, but on God himself, on the head. If my focus is not on Jesus, my healer, my deliverer, the one that has set me free, and my focus is on a visitation from angels, and I'm telling you, there is some stuff in the world about angels, whoa, that is so far from Scripture, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, you need to stay away from it, because the Bible clearly says that Satan uses that as a disguise to, to, to deceive people, to trip people up, to get their focus and attention on, you know, the twilight zone kind of manifestation instead of their focus being on the head. It says it right here. What happens is people get puffed up in that. People get prideful about their faith in angels and what angels can do for them. I, I believe angels, I, I thank God every day, it comes out of my mouth every day, multiple times in a day, declaring that the angels encamp around about me, my family, this church body, all of you, everybody that is associated with us, and nothing will by any means hurt or harm us. That's what he said. So I have a right to declare that, and the angels will do what I say when what I say is what he says. That's their job. Nothing else. You don't worship them. Show you another verse. Revelation 22 and verse 8. Now I, John, saw and heard these things, and when I heard and saw, I fell down to worship before the feet of the angel who showed me these things. Then he said to me, the angel did, see that you do not do that. For I am your fellow servant, the angel saying this, and your brethren, the prophets, and of those who keep the words of this book. And look at the last two, two words. The angel said, worship God, Amen. not angels. Everybody say, thank God for angels. Thank God for angels. I promise you, you have an angel and angels assigned to your life. And they will sit on the sidelines if you don't activate them and let them know you're aware of them and let them know that you're believing according to the word of God, their job is to make sure that you're protected. They'll sit on the sidelines. They're only commissioned by the word of God. And there can be times, anybody ever been in a situation? How many, how many have ever been in a situation? I want, I want to see the show of hands. And I want everybody to look around and see. Because I, I don't know how many are going to raise your hand, but I think a lot of people will. How many in here can say, you're not sure that in a given situation that there was an angel unaware. 
manifest in your life in some situation at a time or another? Anybody in here? Look at the hands that are up. My hand's up. Yeah. They're here to minister. They'll do some special things at times. <laughs> I mean, there, there, was a, there, there was a car wreck that I came up on when I lived in McAllen, Texas. There was a car wreck, and I drove up on this car wreck. And it was, it was, it was bad, and the person in the car that was hit was in shock. I was the first one on them. There was no EMS. The EMS wasn't there yet. I mean, it was like really quick. I mean, they got there quick, but, but I just happened to be there. And th- this... Some, I, I don't even, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not even sure, I don't remember what could have happened, but this guy in the car said to me, where's that guy that kept, I mean, there was a, I think it was a piece of metal or something that was going across him right here. Where's that guy that kept that from happening? I said, what guy? He said, I don't know, there was a guy. And he, and he was looking around, he was in shock. And, and I, I kind of was thinking, at one point I was thinking, he's just in shock. Later on, I thought, no, no, huh? Did you say something? Oh, <laughs> are you an angel? No, <laughs> no, <laughs> she is an angel. Um, um, but, but in that situation right there, I mean, I, I, I'm believing it was an angel. You know, I mean, I'm not trying to talk myself into the fact that it was an angel, but this guy know, knows somebody did something to keep something from going through him in that wreck. They do special things. But the angel said, don't worship me. Worship God. Do not focus on me. Do not have faith in me. Have faith in God. Thank God for the angels, but don't have faith in them to do the work Thank God, and through his word, command them to do it and have faith that they're going to do what he said they do. Big difference. Anyway, so we see this story. Go back to verse 4. And we see in this story that this is what the angel did. And he stirred up the waters. <clears throat> verse 5. Now a certain man was there who had an infirmity 38 years. Almost four decades of infirmity, sickness. I don't know if he'd been out under the porches for 38 years, you know? I mean, back and forth. They drug him out there every day, hoping to get in the water or whatever. I don't know if it had been that long, but he had had whatever had attacked his body. and The ailment in his body had been with him almost four decades. And so there's no healing. Why? Because there's no faith. There's no healing in the 38 years because there's no faith being developed. Verse 6. When Jesus saw him lying there, and Jesus knew that he already had been in that condition a long time, he said to him, Do what you want, or, or... no, I'm sorry. Do you want to be made well? I mean, I mean, Dale, if you're ailing in your body, 
And I ask you the question, do you want to be made well? Oh, yeah. How many in here, if you're ailing in your body, you want well? I mean, I've been in pain, and I've been well, and well is better. I mean, pretty simple question, right? In these nine verses, his response is the longest verse. I mean, to me, the response should have just been, absolutely. Hmm? The emoji thumb. Yes, sir. Not this guy. The sick man answered him and said, Sir, I have no one to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. But while I'm coming, another steps down before me. So, This man is blaming his condition on the fact that no one else is helping him. Well, you know, i got a lot of family members, but, you know, they they won't come over here. They're they're working all the time, and and they won't help me. They won't get me in the water at that time, you know. Man, you know, it was probably six months ago. It was like, man, I was almost there, and another guy jumped in front of me, and if one of my friends would have helped me and got me there, I could have got in the water Are you hearing me? Blaming other people for why something's not working with me. See, the reason you come here all the time is because I'm going to give it to you. I mean, how are you going to get this any other way unless I'm going to tell you the exact truth of what Jesus is trying to get over to us in, in these passages? Blaming everybody for why he can't get in the water. I don't know about you, but after 38 years, maybe we ought to do something else. So so I want to read that again. So he answers him, uh, I have nobody to put me in the water, and on and on and on. You know, Harrison Ford in the movie, whether you like those kind of movies or not, I love them. I, I love what he was after. He was after the life I have on the inside of me. You know, it's Hollywood, but it's still, you can take it. You can watch something like that and apply it when you really believe. But, man, he was after that with persistence like nothing else. And he comes to a place where he's got to believe something, and he stepped out. I mean... You stop and think about, if that doesn't work, what the results are. But if you never step out, you'll never know. But with this guy, there was no persistence in any way to trust God, to know God, to know anything about God. I mean, up to this point, you know, Jesus had been preaching in different places, and there were a lot of people that heard about Jesus, 16 of them that we have account of that have been hearing him preach, that this guy heard about, I mean, you don't tell me he's sitting around there waiting for an angel to come that he hadn't heard the reports about Jesus. 
Nothing. No desiring to get out of the condition that he's in. Just sitting there, waiting. And Jesus said to him, Rise, take up your bed, and walk. And immediately, the man was made well, took up his bed and walked. And that day was the Sabbath. Man, we're not going to get into it, but man, the Pharisees went on and on and on and on. They even went to him. And said, uh, you realize you were healed on the Sabbath? I mean, the Pharisees almost said, like, I think you need to give the healing back. Because you were healed on the wrong day. And one of them said, he shouldn't be carrying his bed on the Sabbath. The man was in that condition for 38 years and got well. And they're finding something to complain about. That's a whole nother message about religious mentality that wants to find excuse why not to receive healing. That's a whole nother place. But I want you to look at something about this that is unique. And I just, I just saw this. I just saw this in Scripture. And I'm, I'm going to take one of the healings that we see by faith and I'm going to compare it to the way this man was healed to prove my point that healing comes by faith and certain healings and manifestations come through the manifestation of the Spirit of God, through special miracles. But God does a few special things to get a hold of the masses and get people to begin to believe. If you'll develop faith in God, You'll learn to develop that in every situation of your life. Listen, you'll never come to the end. You, 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 we're to live from one faith experience to the next faith experience. When you've conquered something and you see victory in a certain thing, you'll be looking for the next faith experience that God wants you to live and operate in because he wants that developed like you have never seen before in your life and your destiny is waiting on it. You don't want to be one of those that are waiting for a miracle. Listen to me. You can die waiting for a miracle. We don't want to just be waiting. We want to believe in the miraculous. A life of faith that produces manifestation is miraculous. But we don't want our faith in a miracle. We want faith in God. He's my healer. He's my deliverer. He has saved me. He set me free. I have the ability to be liberated and free from every single thing in life. I'm going to show you something in this comparison as I end this message tonight that I think if you'll get a hold of it, you'll see it, and, and God will show you how to apply this to every situation in your life, not just health and healing, but in everything, everything. 
So what I want to look at is the example. You remember the, the story of the man with the withered hand that we read? Okay. I just want to look at two verses that, that are centered around that. And it's Mark 3 and verse 5. Look at this, and then I'm going to come back and look at this, this, this uh, two verses in, uh, in John 5. Mark 3 and verse 5. When he had looked around at them with anger, he's frustrated again with those Pharisees, being grieved by the hardness of their hearts, he said to the man, what did he say? Okay, let's say his hand looked like this. Jesus said, stretch out your hand. He stretched it out. And his hand was restored as whole as the other. This is a count of a person doing what God said in his word and not waiting for a miracle. Now, watch the verse, these two verses in John 5. John 5 and verse 8. So, so in, in, in Mark 3, let's just count there's three things that happen in, in this story or, or in, in this manifestation of healing. In, in Mark, Mark 3, it's stretch out your hand, number one. He stretched his hand out and his hand was restored. Okay? So let's look at John 5, 8. Jesus said, number one, arise, take up your bed, and walk. Arise, take up your bed and walk. Number two, the man was made well. Number three, then he took up his bed and walked. You see the difference? The man stretched his hand out, the healing manifested. Jesus had compassion on this man for 38 years, and either the working of miracles or the gifts of healing were in operation, and he did the work, and then the man got up. You see the difference in both of those. There are manifestations as a result of someone developing faith, believing the word, and receiving from God, and taking steps of faith. When stuff comes against our bodies, physically, when we're attacked with something, first and foremost, we should go to God. Because what we need to know is what He says about our condition. Remember, he'll do a few things that are special, that are miracles. He'll do a few things. 
But you know what I've noticed about miracles? Is a lot of times they're done for people that aren't even saved. Why? To get their attention. When a person is waiting on someone else to put them in the pool, there's no effort being developed. When a person is waiting on something else and waiting on God, they're not doing their part. God's already done everything. And when I'm in faith, listen to me, with this man right here, Thank God that Jesus was in faith. Because if you don't develop faith, you're not in a position to be used by God for miracles to flow through you. Today in our in our prayer in our, through our prayer chain, um, well, I'm not sure who's supposed to know all this or whatever, but I'm just going to make this, this comment. So through our prayer chain today, something about somebody's uh, grandbaby, uh, they, they had a new grandbaby born, or a great-grandchild born, and there was some reports of infection and and blood sugar issues and stuff like that, and they were asking for prayer. When Jesus saw this man at the pool, it says he knew how severe this thing had been for 38 years. In many other places, it says Jesus had compassion on what somebody was going through. When I heard that report today, immediately, if not sooner, it came to me about speaking the word, about declaring over that baby, over declaring over the family and everybody involved. Immediately, it just hit me to speak over them. Because what was on that baby, Jesus paid for. You see? And I know that, and I had great faith in the moment and began to speak the word and have been all afternoon thanking God. That child is well. It will not be taken out. I mean, because that's what the enemy's after. He's always after death. And convincing people that God's not big enough to avoid those kind of things. Always. So, in that moment, it's, it's, it's a result of God willing it through another person, but in those moments, how effective are our prayers on behalf of other people? It's based on our faith level. I believe that the words I spoke today, they will not return void, but they will accomplish what I set them out to accomplish. I declare that baby is healed. But listen to me.
I'm not saying I'm doubting what I said, okay? Hear me when I say this. I'm not saying I'm doubting what I said. I'm saying to you, if that baby didn't get well because of what I said, does that change what I believe? It can't. I don't, I, I, I'm not the one that is there to explain about who and what the few things are that happen in the form of a miracle through the manifestations of the Spirit of God. I, I'm not the one to say what those are going to be or not. They're as He wills. But what I know is, in my life, if, if, I, if I like kind of start turning my attention off of the Word and, well, I'm a pastor and everything will work out for me, set up for a fall. I don't care who you are. God wants the masses to know that he wants you to believe that what Jesus did 2,000 years ago was enough. And how to apply that in every given situation and not be like the man at the pool waiting around for 38 years for a miracle. And had somebody in faith not come to the pool, that man would have probably died and not been healed. I, 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 I'm not, when I, when I say a few, I don't know what a few are. I'm just, I'm just taking, I'm taking the numbers that we have here. 19 documented healings, 16 of them because of faith in God. Three of them the result of the manifestation of the Spirit like this right here. Everybody say, thank God the man was healed. Right? But we don't want to find ourselves waiting around like he did. We want to see ourselves developing faith like Jesus did. Listen to me. That man wasn't healed by the manifestation of the Spirit because Jesus was the Son of God. He was healed by a manifestation of the Spirit because Jesus believed in the Word of God. He believed in the Father. He believed that what Father said do would happen. That was a strange question that he asked the man, I, th I think. Do you want to be made well? Instead of just coming over there and slapping him on the head and command you in the name of Jesus, be well. He didn't do that. Do you want to be well? What did he do with that man? He found out where that man's faith was and realized he had none. And you know what the Bible says? He realized that. And what I feel like is he had compassion on that. And it was the the will of the Father to will in that situation, that manifestation for that man. I, who knows what, what that man did in his life? Who knows? I could sit here and I could write down and give you a list of manifestations that didn't happen in my life or people that are connected with me. I could, I could write down. But it doesn't change God. And with every 
situation that didn't happen, I'm that much stronger to make sure that they do happen. I don't care. Never, never look at another person. Never try to judge another person. You've seen that in, in these stories here. When, when Jesus was asked, you know, uh, the, the, um, the man that was born, the, the man that had the son born blind, you know, uh, who, who's, whose sin was it that caused him to be born blind? Nobody sinned. It was no one's sin that caused that to happen. And we talked about that and went through it. Don't, don't judge other people's situations and what they're going through. Don't judge someone else that didn't see a manifestation. In every way that you can, by the Spirit of God, be an encouragement to people. Let them know that faith in God works. Even if something didn't manifest, even if a healing didn't manifest, even if somebody did pass away and move on to the other side, man, they're in a great place. But we can't stop having faith and believing in God's Word. Can you say amen to that? We cannot stop. The world is depending on us, humanity, to believe the Word of God. Because it's not God's will for any to perish, but everybody to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ and everybody to come to the knowledge of the truth. It takes time. It takes time to develop and have revelation come to you. You, you, you go through things, difficulties. Maybe, maybe you don't lose somebody in the natural, physically, like somebody passing on to the other side. But, but you might, you know, some situation in business or, or in friends or family. Or the, there's issues and things you have to get through. We have to get through them. Amen? Can't be like the Pharisees complaining and looking for excuses and this is why this didn't work and you know you can't do this on this day and that day and you can't do it this way or that way no we're going to do it his way someone say amen to that we're going to continue to do it his way develop faith and realize there are special miracles and there are manifestations and you know what if you're around somebody that receives that rejoice with them with everything inside of you but God wants you receiving manifestation because you trust Him, because you believe in Him.